What's up, everybody? It's Monday, and the Coastal might be looking better than Atlantic. Oh, my gosh. Good, bad, and ugly. It's GBU Monday. You know, we talk about all things good, bad, and indifferent when it comes to our favorite teams in the ACC. I'm just sitting here saying, what the heck happened or is happening to Boston College? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. everybody welcome to today's edition of locked on acc i'm your host candace cooper thank you so much for joining me today kenton is in the background whistling of course as he's ready to go from locked on wolfpack podcast and we are super excited for the opportunity to talk to you about the gbu monday good bad and ugly that we saw from all of our favorite atlantic division teams going into week two I mean, listen, I, for one, felt like don't be a week one warrior, like you said, Kenton, and maybe week two get a little bit better. But for some of these teams, not much has changed. So we'll talk about all of that. If you have not yet listened to us every single day, now's your chance to subscribe to the episodes. And you can subscribe to not only the YouTube channel, but follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and all of the like. Kenton, how are we feeling after this week two of games? feel very vindicated in my statements last week. Um, like I told everybody, relax, give it a week, give it a couple of weeks. Let's let's wait until the season develops a little bit. And the words of Shannon Sharp, you got to let that thing develop, Skip. You got to let that thing develop. And everybody went out week one and had their hot takes on who was great and who wasn't. And now look at us. Now look. Some of us were actually spot on. So we can talk about it, but we can talk about it. So the good, all things good that came with week two. We had a lot of great wins from the Atlantic Division teams. Listen, start out at the gate. Friday Night Lights, Louisville at UCF. Louisville, of course, is a team that everyone wanted to write off after week one, but certainly found a way to get a good win from a really talented UCF team. And I think it's you saw a lot of goodness from that offense and especially that defense for Louisville step up in big ways. And I talk and joke about Carolina all the time about how their defense you know, doesn't want to be the laughing stock of their program. And it felt like Louisville kind of got that hint as well saying, listen, I know we talk about Malik. I know we talk about Keetra Clark, but I want to make sure that we are just as sound. And it was a positive, you know, going into week three. I 100% agree. This The Louisville defense really saved the day. They were really uh, the stars of the show, and that was a, a very good thing for Louisville because if they were depending on that offense alone, that, that would have been tough. I don't know what this offense needs to do to figure it out and get going, but um, they're, they're seeming to have some pretty serious struggles there. So uh, the defense stepping up and, and just creating havoc all throughout uh, UCF's backfield and, and you know, making sure that it was difficult for UCF to do much all night. That that was very important. Yeah, I think we saw flashes of Malik Cunningham. Like, okay, this is the Malik we have come to know and love. This is the one we brag about. This is the one we say is the second coming of Lamar Jackson. Now I just want him and all the key players, especially on that offensive line, to really get on board so we can have more of those moments throughout the rest of the season. So there was that. Another good thing we saw was a, a ACC versus SEC win in Wake Forest. To me, it was a great matchup in terms of just showing 
the dominance, getting Sam Hartman back on the field and just making sure that that defense held true to what we've been talking about in terms of their improvement. And I think the Demon Deacon certainly did that on Saturday against Vandy. You know, I I I think that uh, this is goes into my good a little bit here. But Sam Hartman being back was great to see. Uh, we expected that offense to do what they did, but Wake Forest defense stepping up as well, scoring pick sixes and all those types of things. That's that's the type of stuff that's going, you know, have this team right back in the conference championship if they are to make it back. Because counting on, you know, having a, a race to 50 every game, that is not sustainable. It's just not a recipe for success. It's, it's not? Are you sure? I, I don't care how you cut it, how you slice it. You can have some success for maybe, maybe four or five games if you're really lucky a year. But the reality is that's not over a, the course of two, three years. You're not going to see success having boat races or, you know, basically having a, a track meet on, on turf. That's just not going to get it done. Yeah. Listen, I am just excited to see Sam Hartman back out there. Four touchdown passes on the day. And I think if anything, we're just seeing a really good Donovan Green. We're seeing a really good AT pair. We're just feeling like Wake Forest wasn't a fluke from last season, which a lot of people tried try, try to give that vibe. But to me, Dave Clawson, if you've been following his career, like there's nothing about him that gives fluke. Oh, absolutely. He's finished ahead of where they were predicted to finish um, at ACC Media Days every year. And this year, I believe they were picked to finish like fourth or uh, third in the Atlantic, which which should be trouble for the teams in front of them. Um, but this goes into my good, which is football in the great state of North Carolina. Candace, this stretches beyond the Atlantic. This goes into the coastal as well. Mm -hmm. NC State, Wake Forest, the boys in baby blue, and Duke, all undefeated. First yeah. time that they have started 2-0 since when, Candace? Since 1976. Ever. First time ever. <laughs> First time I, I know. Yeah. ever. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, football is on the rise. And have these teams played necessarily great competition so far? No, not really. Whatever. But the reality is, I mean, for these North Carolina teams to be uh, in, in good shape and good standing – you, we know how hard Candace goes for her her main man Elko over there. I, I tell you what, she she is going up for those uh for for Duke so hard. I'm they might take your alumni card at UNC. They might just strip you of the thing. And, You'd be surprised. Uh, and and of course Mac might actually be back. Who knows what's going on there? But they're the only three and O team in the nation. Only three and O team in the nation. So there's that. Wait for us. Hartman is back. He's looking good. He's looking healthy. All that good stuff. And NC State, like I told everybody after last week, it's it's one game in which they struggled. Every team have games in which they struggled. They took they made very light work of Charleston Southern. They struggled. Uh, the offense did not do much for all of two drives. And then after that, it was just like, all right, put these boys back on the bus. Give it a running clock because it got really ugly really early. Well, you know, so, Devin Leary wasn't about to choke on his birthday. Like, come on now. Against Charleston Southern at home and Carter Finley. Like, that was just a recipe for having a good day. Well, and, and you know what? Happy birthday, Devin. And he showed out. He showed yeah. out. You know, they when they ran a, a QB draw, and I want to say it was like third and 10 from the 12, I'm like, who do we think we have back there? What's going <laughs> on? But but Devin proved him right. He got into the end zone. And, that, you know, I said, oh, he, 
You got a little bit of that dog in them. Got a little bit of that Russell Wilson in them. Got a little bit of that in them. All right, I see you. It was a good look. So, you know, I I think that North Carolina, uh, all of the schools in North Carolina being undefeated is a great thing for the ACC. It's a great thing, despite close games. A thousand percent. And listen, we got another North Carolina team that we have to give a shout out because, you know, that's what we do around here. We have to show the love. App State upsetting Texas A&M and not for nothing. There's been like rumors. There's been a little spark out here. Let's throw it out here. Should App State potentially join the ACC? You know, I I think that that would be actually a great thing for App State. I think it would be massive for App State and that they would get to play more of these in-state games because everybody talked about how good it was for the state uh, that ECU played NC State and that App State played uh, UNC. Well, yeah. You know, and I think it'll be great for them. Um, the, the question is, what does the ACC necessarily gain out of it? And, you know, that's I I just I don't I don't see how you could not want to do that at all from the standpoint of it's even if they do not bring the biggest crowd, which I'm sorry, but those crowds in Boone are always packed. Uh, the reality is. That's still one of the more storied programs in all of college football. If you think about recent history in terms of them just being, you know, regardless of the iteration, they will always happily be the David to somebody's Goliath. They went into the big house, took down Michigan. They went down to Aggieland, took down Texas A&M. Wherever they go, wherever there's a giant, they're going to be standing there with a slingshot. So, you know, shout out to the – they're the Mountaineers, Mountaineers correct? Yeah. yeah, shout out to the Mountaineers. Shout out to the Mountaineers. Well, I think not only just from a what does the ACC have to gain. Listen, you have a steady fan base, a consistent fan base, someone who's going to bring out crowds, especially in the North Carolina area, that you're talking about these undefeated teams. You're going to get an opportunity to see more of that, more of the, I think, if anything, the teams that are currently undefeated would be shaking in their boots a little bit, as we saw that 63-61 matchup, if they had to play them consistently. So I think I think it would be fun to have after state in the ACC only because they're a good academic school they can bring some of like the same basketball wise maybe not but football's sake which is what Jim Phillips wants so bad I think you have bring a lot of money to the pockets in my personal opinion because we all know like Notre Dame not happening and do we even want Notre Dame at this point I'm not sure I'm not sure oh stop it oh stop it I'm not sure those Notre Dame fans are a different breed they could lose every game possible and nbc would still be standing there we'll, we'll give you 80 million come on we'll, whatever you want come on stay with us so you know it, it's that yes they got beat by marshall and all that but you know they're not an acc team anyway so we don't need to talk about those guys happily oh shout out to coach Huff who had to coach his butt off honestly that was one of the best games i've seen in quite some time but as y'all know we talk about underdogs here in the show marshall was clearly one app state was another and we have more acc teams that are going to find themselves being underdogs as the season progresses texas a&m will face off against miami and a miami team that is looking mighty good now we talk about underdogs this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy the easiest place to spice up the college football season emphasis on easy to get it done okay i'm emphasizing the easy part because i want you to get right for the new football season. It's easy to play, can win cold hard cash in a single game, and Underdogs has investment backing from Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and more. Sign up with the promo code locked on, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app on the App Store or Google Play Store. 
That's underdog fantasy promo code lock on. Get in on college football pick em action today. We're rocking and rolling here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack podcast talking about the ACC and how good North Carolina teams have been. But there's also some bad points that we like to call on GBU Monday. So bad. I'll let you start. What was a little bit like eh, for you in week two? You know, I got to say it. I got to say it. I <laughs> Listen, and and I, I love me and, and this hurts me to say this hurts me to say because I love me some Malik Cunningham, but the bad was. Louisville only won that game because UCF did everything possible to give them that game. I mean, multiple touchdowns called back because of penalties, multiple stupid penalties. And I'm not arguing that the refs holds UCF at all. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is UCF did everything they could to give that game away. And it was still close. Louisville, I'm worried. I'm concerned. (laughs) They were supposed to be the dark horse going into this season. They were supposed to be the ones that, okay, if they can get it right, we have so much faith in Malik that I'm not too worried about how the defense can hold their own because we know quarterbacks is just a good thing here in our conference. I'll tell you what. with, With a couple more performances like this, they'll go from dark horse to dead horse, meaning if we talk about how bad they are, we are beating a dead horse. The bad to me is is definitely Louisville. I, I don't want to, you know, I love me some Malik Cunningham. It, is, it, it hurts me a little bit to say this, but if UCF did not give that game away with multiple terrible penalties, multiple touchdowns called back, multiple moments where you look up and say, why would that kid do that? Because I'm not saying that the refs hosed UCF at all. This was UCF hosing themselves, but the reality is Louisville, I'm going to say the same thing I said about NC State in week one. You will play bigger, stronger, faster, and and in this particular case, much more disciplined teams. Mm-hmm. You will you will not receive eighty yards of penalties. Some of those yards coming and taking off touchdowns every game. Yeah. I am worried about y'all. It, it's it's you're looking real funny in the light, Louisville. You're looking mighty funny under that light. Yeah, I would say the bad for me is really on us, Kenton. You know, we went into the season, we voted, we did preseason, all the media people, we talked down on Syracuse so bad, and they have just shut us up. 2-0 to start. Not that they played the world's greatest teams, because we just talked about how Louisville's not that great. They played a UConn team that we all know is meh. But putting up 48 when we know Garrett Schrader was allegedly not the greatest quarterback ever, shame on us for having such little faith. Like, we picked them last here in the ACC. Putting up 48, Sean Tucker's on his Heisman campaign, and they are 2-0, and I promise you nobody saw that coming. They might have saw 1-1, one one, but definitely not 2-0. You know, I, I will tell you this. I didn't see 2-0 coming. I didn't. But with that being said, like you said, credit to Syracuse. They are balling. They are playing out of their minds. Everything is clicking. Everything is going right for them, you know? And I believe, I'm I'm fairly certain that Sean Tucker is not only – here's the only, only concern I have about Syracuse outside of the fact that, like you said, this could be them playing two bad teams. But let's just say all things hold and Syracuse is fine and this is just who they are at a, at a high level. My only concern – is that I believe Sean Tucker is not only their leading rusher, but he's also their leading receiver. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. And that is a why. problem that needs to be solved. You never want to have one man be the the 
the sole driver of your offense, especially if that one man does not play a position that has special rules baked in to protect them. Like quarterbacks have special rules in place on how you can land on them, how you can hit them, when you can hit them, all that good stuff. Running backs do not. They do not have the same level of rules protecting them. And so if a running back is your first, your last, your everything, I mean, you're okay, okay you're, very white. <laughs> it's a, listen, all I'm saying is it's again, he's a baller. I'm not saying that he's not durable. I'm not saying, oh, he's had injury. I'm not saying none of that. All I'm saying is the running back position is the nature of the position. If you are a very high usage back, mm, mm, I don't know if you want that to be. You know, but but Schrader has played well to this point. He has yeah. he has played better than expected. So if he if he continues playing like that and he finds some receivers not named Tucker, I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, 20 for 23 on the day, 287 yards, which again, we were not talking about Schrader like this. I can I can be the first one to say Schrader could not throw it to his mama in the stands if she asked and begged him to. So like I am a Schrader apologist. I will sit here and say it's very impressive to, for them to be 2-0. But I will say, I'm not apologizing for going as hard about Dino and feeling like he just needed that that right core, that right healthy team to be successful. Because you don't win 10 as a fluke. You don't beat Clemson as a fluke if you're not a great coach. Like he had it. He just had to move some pieces around. Still can work on clock management, all the little things. But, you know, got to give your hat off where it's due. So a bad Louisville team who we said was supposed to be the dark horse. Syracuse might turn out to be that dark horse for us here in the ACC, but more important than that, we have to touch on the ugly. And before we do that, as we gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you talk to faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to because nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn every single week. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. As we know, terms and conditions do apply, but small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. All right, guys, we're wrapping up here with Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. And we are talking about good and bad and ugly on our GBU Monday. And one of the things that we are holding true here is the fact that it's getting ugly for those guys in Chestnut Hill. Oh, and two start. Absolutely did not see that coming. Coach Halfley and the boys, it's getting shaky. I know people are calling for his head. I think that's a little overrated. I think that's getting a little bit too much. But what the heck is going on for Boston College? Your guess is good as mine, and that's my ugly as well. This Boston College, listen, it's one thing for them to, like, get beat. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing. You live with that. You you live with a close loss and all that. 27 to 10 does not properly show how badly Virginia Tech whooped on them boys. Like, it, it does not properly display how ugly it was. And, and that the worst part is there was a moment where Phil Dracovic got up off the turf and he's on the sideline and he's yelling at his teammates, screaming, you know, I'm getting messed up out there and all that good stuff. And his teammates just did not seem to care very much. Like there, there wasn't much like yelling back at him or like, oh, we got to do this. We got to rally around. Maybe, our they were, maybe they were taking it in. Oh, they, they were taking a lot in. <laughs> they were taking a ton in. They, they should have pushed a little something out. That's, that's yeah. what they probably should have done. <laughs> 
uh, in this game. But the, yeah. the reality is this was, I mean, Halfley, what's going on? What is I'll, – I'll tell you this. I do think – I I think some people are, like, saying, oh, they shouldn't have fired Adazio, which I think is knocking off. I think it was right. time. Yeah. I think it was – I think we can all agree it was time. Maybe Halfley just wasn't the right guy, but for Pete's sake, this is – I don't even know if it's Halfley's not the right guy, but it's – you had no worries. I asked you a question, AC kickoff. I'm sitting here saying, all right. This is year three. Do you feel the pressure? You're telling me year one, you barely know your team because of COVID. Year two, you feel gets hurt. What's the reason? Year three, all the pieces are here for you to be successful, and it ain't kind of shaking. So tell me, if you own it as a coach, your part in last year, cool. This year, what's the reason? Give me Cardi B energy. What was the reason? What is the reason for y'all to be struggling so mightily? Because you have a Zay Flowers loyal to the soil. I know he's sitting here saying, I should have gone to you. I should have cheated. I should have lied. I should have cheated. I should have been right out there with Lincoln Riley. Them boy. I could have been on the beach and I'm at Chestnut Hill. Lord this is when loyalty has not paid off. And I know, you know, the NIL people of the world who are about to be up in arms, you know, like he, you know, stayed true to blah, blah, blah. Honey, I, sometimes you got to go where the grass is a little bit greener. And the taxes suck, but I mean, I'm just saying it co- the check can is I, a little bit more consistent. Can I just can I just ask you this? Can I just sure. ask you this? Because a lot of people seem to get real upset when the NIL topic comes up, you know. And 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 let's just talk about this for just a half a second now. If if these young men have the opportunity to increase their net worth and value four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty times over, let's let's be modest and say four to five times over by going to a different school. Why wouldn't they? If these schools had the opportunity to increase their endowment four times over what it is now by kicking off that one player, you think they'd do it? If these coaches had the ability to make four times more than what they make by going to another school, you think they'd do it? Listen, at the end of the the day, you know in this game it's W's and L's. It comes down to two things. And if you can get yourself in the right position to save your job, not have your family pack up boxes to go to the next state to change the same gear, like to be Adidas to Under Armour to Nike to whatever, you're gonna do whatever it takes. Mr. Flowers, you 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 might have should have had cheated. You might you know Keisha Cole wasn't lying when she said that. You might have should have left. Zay, you might have should have, but no, I, I think here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that Phil Jakovic, again, he's shown flashes, he's shown flashes in the past. But he needs to string it together consistently. It's not Phil. It's not Phil. It's that O line. It's the trenches. I mean, yes, it's I the O line. Back to the trenches. The O line. The, the O line is the O line has been terrible as well. The O line has been terrible as well because I think Garwo is a quality back. I think that he should be doing some some better things than what he's doing right now. But if you're watching the film, you're right. The O line is they're getting their heads whooped on on the regular. But but. I mean, at some level, again, there are there have been offenses, especially in college, with bad offensive lines that have kind of figured it out. They figured out some way, somehow, to do something where it's like, you know, this this Boston College offense couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight on yeah. on Saturday. So that's and look and look you know. and look. It's not getting easier. <laughs> your schedule is yes, you have this main get pick me up where you can get a little excited about, but you're both 0 2, and crazier things have happened. We've seen it throughout college football. I mean, hello, it's not a gimme. You got Florida State who's starting to fire on all cylinders. You got Louisville who, you know, Malik 
right now, I would give Louisville over Boston College, but that might be a closer game than we think. You got Clemson, which is the red bandana game. You got Wake Forest. You got UConn, who, okay, I'll give you that one. You got Duke, who's not a team to sleep on this year. Hello. You have NC State, Notre Dame, and the Syracuse team, we just said it's a dark horse. Like, are you going to find six? We joke about Duke, but is Boston College going to find six wins? Um, I doubt it. I doubt it. They, they've gotten off to a rough start in, in two games that I think you kind of had to win at least one to get to six. But like you said, they're, they do have some, some, some gimmies coming up. Like the main should be a gimme. Um, but, be. but this team, that UConn team, I don't think they've won 10 games since I've been retired. Like I don't, and that's been about five years now. It's going on five years. Yeah. And yet, and yet, with what Boston College has shown me, I can't even with full faith say, yeah, they're going to just go in and handle business. It's going to be whatever. I'll tell you what. If they lose to that UConn team, Halfley might not uh, – he he might not make it on a, the bus back to the crib. I'm, I'm just <laughs> – I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you straight up. Even with these good teams, just if you make it competitive, I can say, okay, give him a little more time. It's Boston College. What else are you going to do? You know, who else is running to go coach at Boston College right now? Seriously, who's who is running to take that job? I mean, but the reality is you're still a power five job. Like, that's regardless of how you want to cut it, how you want to slice it. There are very few programs that you look at nationally and say they give you this type of marquee, they give you this type of clout, if you just have two, three good years, if you come to Boston College and have two to three years, you have a two to three year span where y'all win 10 games every year, you can write your ticket to wherever. When is that going to happen, bro? Very seriously. Okay, a nine game. Two to three, nine game. Bro, 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 bro. Uh, th- eight, eight, eight. Tom, Tom O'Brien did it. Tom O'Brien did it with, when he had, uh, what was that quarterback that's with the Colts now? Help me out. Matt Help Ryan? Me out. Matt Ryan. Yeah, he did it. He did it back then. Phil Dracovic is supposed to be the second coming. Yeah. The he, third coming. Fourth. He ain't the second. He ain't the, <laughs> He might not be coming to the party, okay? He, you know what I mean? You, know, you waiting on him to be the first, second, third coming. You're going to hear coming to the party by Pop Smoke. Because that's, you know, you ain't going to be waiting a long time. You're going to be waiting a long time. I'm saying if you're waiting on on Phil to show up to the party, you might, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But the the reality is uh, this this Boston College team has got to do some soul searching. Because while they have had two bad performances, I'm still not fully ready to say this is who they are. They're a bad team. Not there yet. Not there. I'm close. Don't get me wrong. I'm close. I'm about this far because again, I don't. I am more so worried about the apathy than anything else. Like, I, if if they were playing tight, I would be like, oh, they'll they'll be fine. They'll relax. They'll figure it out. If yeah. they were if they were making you know early season stupid mistakes, if they were just playing bad special teams or something, oh, they're fine. They'll figure it out. What I'm seeing out of this team is like. They they just do not. It's not. Ain't something. no dogs. Ain't no dogs out there right now. It, it doesn't mean the world to them. It doesn't mean the world to them. And that offensive line doesn't care much for their quarterback. But maybe they're confused themselves as to why it's not clicking because on paper and what people have told, maybe they believed into the hype. Maybe they bought into the hype. Maybe they bought into the coach. The hype said that y'all were supposed to be at best the third best team in the conference. If the third, be- if somebody telling you you're going to be number three 
and you're like, wow, in the nation, cool. And they're like, no, the conference. And you're like, still cool. I don't need to work hard anymore. You probably shouldn't be a Division One ball player. You, you probably know, should not be What? It, being third, not even third in the conference, I'm sorry. Third on in your division of the conference. If that's enough, if that is enough for you to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm good here. I'm good. I don't need to say it to you. You don't need to. You don't deserve it's wrong to, place for you? to be. Okay, okay, it's coach. Not, okay, coach. Know. Okay, get him out of here. Get him out of here, coach. Okay, okay. Just, listen, I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna just tell you. I'm. I'm not cut out for coaching. I'm not. That's not. <laughs> that's not my calling. No, but we I'll see. tell. You, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If I was, if I was Coach Halfley, what I'm saying to this team right now is whatever y'all thought, whatever we we thought we were, whatever we thought we had going on is not working. Yeah. Not a single job on this team is safe except for Zay Flowers. Your job is safe. You're good. You're good. I am not talking to you. You're good. Everybody else. <laughs> two now. Two now. Mm-hmm. Everybody else. I swear on all that is holy. None of you have a guaranteed spot coming in this week. Even Phil. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Tomorrow, because Tuesday is normally like the heavy, intensive practice day and all that. I'm telling everybody, I will not have, we won't have a team period. We won't have all of that. We're doing strictly individual. We're doing all technique work. And guess what? And guess what? Whoever is the best out of this week. Today, we're doing technique. Tomorrow, we'll finally pick a ball up as a unit and do all the things that we need to do and, and do all the game plan. Whoever shows me the greatest effort and the greatest technique will play. If you don't want to do that, if you feel like you've earned your spot and you shouldn't be competing, if you feel like I'm the baddest thing since sliced bread and I can go transfer elsewhere, get the redacted out of this room. You, We don't need you because nobody here, nobody here has played the type of ball where I'm like, hey, man, you put it on the tape. I can't say nothing yeah. to you. Yeah. You put it on the tape. You 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 have helped us win at every step. No, nobody's done that. So don't worry about it. I, I will we'll weed out who don't need to be here real quick. Well, listen, it might be a man in the mirror kind of conversation for a lot of those Boston College kids. But more than that, I think, you know, when we look at week three, we're going to really start to see who's developing. Who are we really right about in terms of like the Syracuse, the Louisville's of the world? Who are we feeling wrong about? Like the Clemson of the world who like, okay, you beat Furman, great. Mm, all right. We're going to have all those conversations and more as we get ready for the next GBU Monday for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. We appreciate the time as always. Make sure you guys come back tomorrow. We're going to go all things coastal. So I know some of you Miami fans are like, why aren't you talking about the big win against Southern Miss? And all, we're, we got you, okay? North Carolina, I, I can't wait to talk to you. Notre Dame, Duke. Not even Notre Dame, Northwestern Duke. I got all the things I want to react. Did you just say big win against Southern Miss? Yeah, wasn't it? That I, listen, Miami. Yeah, it, it was. But I'm saying, if you consider that a big win, y'all got some problems that you got to sort out as a program. <sighs> you know what? Uh, I'm gonna shut up. That's I'm not your day. Thank you so I'm much gonna, gonna, for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.